With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On this week's episode of the Grits and Barrett podcast, we have a lot of games to get through. Five, to be exact. I recap the Bears' trek through the Great White North, Washington Capitals call-ups, and even more Washington Capitals call-ups as the boys return home for two games at Giants Center, one against Wilkes-Barre, and a wild drunken night against the Rochester Americans. All that and more on the Grits and Barrett podcast, starting right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is a Monday, February 26, 2024. We're already at the end of February. Where does the time go? My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the first and only Hershey Bears podcast out there in the podcast verse. As always, thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network for presenting this podcast. So, Last week, all of you heard that myself and Corey Schwartz came on to give kind of a mid-season recap report thing. Just because of the Bears' Canadian road trip was a really weird schedule, and only one game it played, and I usually record on Sundays. And I'm like, you know what, why don't I do that with Corey, and I'll just do all the games next week, and we can get back on track. I said that last week. Now realizing I have five games to get through. (sighs) I like to try and keep these podcasts between 30 and 45 minutes, but that may or may not happen this week. I got five games to get to. Let's get right into it. The Bears were back at it as we go all the way back to February 17th for the beginning of the Bears road trip as your Hershey Bears took on the Toronto Marlies. The Bears were down two of their big offensive weapons as Mike Scarbosa recalled to the Washington Capitals 
and Ethan Frank down with injury as well, sustained in Providence. Although good news from head coach Todd Nelson was that, yeah, we're going to bring Frankie along on the trip. He's making progress. We get some practice in and maybe we'll get him back in the lineup. Good. That's good. Let's get Ethan back. Let's just we'll get him back and we'll get the offensive machine going. We're there in Toronto to take on the Marlies. Four o'clock start there at Coca-Cola Coliseum because God forbid we get in the way of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's right. Get done at Coca-Cola Coliseum and go watch the Maple Leafs. And then Steve Dangle. So the Bears and the Marlies go at it with Hunter Shepard in net uh, with da, 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 da. Uh, the Marlies had Lake Luke Lake Luke Cavillin Cavillin one of their prospects there as well not Joseph Wall not Keith Petrzilli not him but Hunter Shepard in net and Luke there at the other end and in the first period it was a lot of just skating around getting used to each other knowing the Bears are a little bit down on guys and the first period was you could tell some of their offensive speed was 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 missing. Was definitely missing. Ethan's missed. Scarbos is missed. As much as I, I rag on the guy. It's sorely missed with him. And Coach is trying to mix and match these lines, just trying to figure out what works works and what does it. Power play for each team in the period goes absolutely nowhere. And it just really felt like a work a figuring out period. And it was really weird watching the Bears at like 4.10 on a Saturday already in the first period. It's not bad. It's just really weird, okay? So we go back at it in the second. And Matt Strom, who is from Toronto, you couldn't tell from the broadcast, has gotten a couple of good looks already. And you can feel it's kind of destined to get in to get in that he's going to get one. Henrik Rybinski takes one down low, throws in front for Strom. He scores! The hometown boy gets one. He gets one and we can shut up about it. Matt Strom gets his third. Henrik Rybinski is fourth assist of the season. one nothing Hershey. Absolutely great out of the guys to get that, get that early lead. And good on Matt Strom and the fourth line guys. The bear step really coming through and Toronto takes a lot of penalties in the period four of them to be exact including one of them a uh, double minor for high sticking though that kind of got negated uh, partway through it because of Alex Lamos going off for interference but the Bears power play and you're going to hear me say a lot about this the first line really misses Mike Scarbos and Ethan Frank because there was that chemistry there well, didn't you knock him for chemistry early, early in the season? Yes. Yes, I did. But you, you could kind of rely on it at the point. Scarbosa down low to Dubay in front. It didn't always work, but when it did, it was automatic and money. And just you're really missing Ethan Frank's speed. It's really missed. I mean, I, I know nobody's crying for the Bears. Nobody's crying for injuries. I get it. But you're really see this team's been brought down a bit with with their injuries and going through some call-ups into the third we go the bears are on there let's see checks notes one two three four five six power play uh technically it was seven in the game because of the the, the two we're kind of with that anyway 
The Bears are on the center power play. we got to get something going. Got to score on this. Mike Vecchioni throws one in front. Scramble, rebound in front. They score! Alex Lamos gets a rebound in front. Him and his beautiful hair as Lamos is back in the lineup. His 14th. Mike Vecchioni is 12th. Joe Snively is 31st. And it's 2-0 Hershey in Toronto. And it's about... 5.45, all right, let's get this baby wrapped up. We'll be done by quarter after six, and everybody can go watch the Maple Leafs. He's okay, we got this, until Joseph Blandini, through with about eight minutes to go, puts one past Hunter to make it 2-1 Hershey. Joseph Blandizi, former Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin, Kiefer Bellos, and Ryan Tur- Turberg with the exist. Assist. By the way, that's Ryan Tar Tarberg T V E R B E R G. Hmm. And okay, okay, okay. We'll be fine. It's 2-1. We've grinded out victories. We've done better. We've done worse. We've grinded out on victory victories worse than this. But in comes Toronto again, leading the charge over to Dylan Gang Gangrel? No, Gambrel, who winds fires and he scores! Dang it! Dylan Gang- Gambrell. Gangrel? The ninth, the Attitude Era wrestler? No, Gambrell. The way Zach made it sound like on the show, it sounded like Gangrel. Dylan Gambrell, his eighth. William Val... D- who cares? Toronto ties it. 2-2. Great. Just great. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, we had a bad night in Springfield... And we, we we've responded half decently, but the play's just getting just getting really sloppy in the third. And you can really tell the Bears are missing some of their key guys, but passes aren't connecting. The speed's not there, and the Bears are getting pushed around a little bit there in the arena formerly known as Rico Suave Coliseum. But nobody got anything else, and we're going to overtime. Great overtime in Toronto, three on three action, and. I know I kept saying this on the show before, but this three-on-three stuff kind of needs revamped because everybody is doing slow and plotting and painful. Move the puck. Stop just skating around. For the love of God, somebody do something! It just, it just gets annoying. It feels fueled to the fire of how NHL wants to revamp this. This. But midway through the overtime, the Bears finally do get it. They're able getting some possession of their own. Start swapping bodies in and out. Hendricks Lapierre brings the puck into the z- puck into the zone. Puck gets down down low. Lamos goes and chases it. Throws it back out to the point. In comes Rowe off the bench. Bench collects it right at the blue line. Is that offsides? No, it's not offside. Skates in, shoots, and scores! Garrett Rowe has ended the game. Was it offsides? Was it offsides? No one's arguing it. Okay, we're done. No one's challenging it. Bears win. 3-2 the final. Garrett Rowe is 7th. Alex Lamoe is 20th. Hendricks Lapierre, his 12th assist. 3-2 Hershey. Wins it in overtime. And that's a wrap. Get on the bus. We gotta go. Long road trip ahead for the boys. But great win by the guys. Good job on the bottom six guys for 
getting in the work and getting that overtime goal. LaPierre, Lamose, Garrett Rowe, guy, guys really stepping up in the absence of the top line being either recalled or injured. And you love to see stuff like this. And I'm seeing it on the fan club page during this. Next man up, next bear up. Don't worry about injuries. Don't worry about somebody being gone. Next man up, the coach is going to get these kids into shape. And I'm like, next man up is a nice mentality until the powder runs dry. Until the powder's not there. Just saying. But you know what? We got the win. Positivity. Shouldn't look past this. So we go on to not Sunday, but we go on to a Monday afternoon game as the Hershey Bears traveled to um, the CAA Arena. Now you got to go into the building. You got to go to the appropriate rink number, and then you'll see the box office. And make sure you turn off the lights before you're done. To take on the Belleville Senators at 2 o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Why are we doing this? Why? Oh, why? Oh, yeah, I know. It's family day up in Canada. Is that a new holiday? Is that a thing? Is that like a bank holiday for all my all my UK friends? I mean, it was President's Day here in the US. So we had a lot of day hockey that day. But the Bears went out at it at 2 o'clock on a... Uh, and... and Alright, I didn't listen to a lot of this game and I didn't watch a lot of it because I work till 2.30. As much as we say other otherwise, the, the Bears fans are a lot working class people. And not everybody had off on Monday. So not everybody was really to take a lot of this in. And this is the second Monday afternoon game we've had in about a month and a half. I didn't ask for this. Nobody did. So the Bears go go at it. Um, Belleville is wearing some really interesting jerseys. Um, a variation of what the Senators would wear with the black body and the ro- and gold and red accents with the Roman arrows on them. It's stuff that that Ottawa wore back in the early 2000s before the lockout with the big blown up numbers on the back. And instead of a uh, Senator look, it's actually their mascot. Because it's family day. It's kids. And I'm seeing this and I'm going, this really makes me miss Binghamton. This is something the Binghamton Senators would do. And it makes you miss them. Hopefully the ACHL could bring them back someday. So I'm at work. Because I work till 2.30. I I do have the headphones in. Do the headphones in while we're pulling steel. I'm trying to listen to everything. And help get orders checked and wrapped up at at the end of the end of... First shift to second shift is coming in, and I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to get what's going on. All right, all right, Damo, go help you. Did I pull the right size tube? Yeah, that's one and a half and not one and a quarter. All right, what do you mean LaPierre scored? Hendricks LaPierre gets one midway through the third. Gets his third goal. Lamos is 21st. Pritsky is 21st. And it's one nothing Hershey. It's about 215. All right. All right, I'm going to try and listen. All right, all right. Hey, I got to make sure Andrew's got enough 40s. Got to make sure he's got his stuff. You know, former stepbrother. Got to look after him. And all right, we're going to get wrapped up here. Time to head into the locker room and stuff. And Hendricks LaPierre gets another one. Shorthanded. On a 
breakaway. LaPierre has two. That's two. Shorthanded. And it's 2 nothing. Hershey as I'm getting out of work. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's keep going. Belleville doesn't know what hit him. Bears get a power play early in the third and the second. I want to listen to this. I want to. But I got to go drop my taxes off and get that done. Adulting is hard. Hard. And I look down at my phone. All right. Is everything here? All the W-2s are getting, getting scanned in. And oh, my gosh. He did it. It's the freaking hat trick for Hendricks LaPierre. I can't say that in the office. But Hendricks LaPierre gets the hat trick. The natural hat trick. Power play goal for Lopi. Who scored three goals three different ways. He's already three-fifths to, to, um, to the Mario Lemieux. He's already three. No, he's halfway there. He scored a goal six different ways. See if I get this correctly. You do it six different ways. Even strength, shorthanded, power play, uh, penalty shot, and empty netter. I think that's the five. Yeah, that's the five. Yeah, he's three-fifths of the way to, to, to the Mario Lemieux. But Hendricks LaPierre, one, two, three. We got this. We got this. But Matthew Highmore counters and gets a goal for the Belleville Senators. Matthew Highmore, former St. Louis Blue, Blues player, gets his eighth of the season. Jacob Larson gets his 14th, and Angus Crookshank gets his 19th assist. 3-1 Hershey. But you know what? He's okay, guys. We got this. I get home from running the errands, put the game on, bring the kids out. Bears on a power play. In the third, Miyoshinko looks up out to the point. Chase Presky winds, fires, he scores! Chase Presky from the circles, kneeling one timer, just blasted by... The goalie, my his name escapes me. And it's 4-1 Bears. Chase Presky is fifth. Ivan Miroschenko gets his 16th. Jimmy Huntington is 13th. 4-1 Hershey. All right. We're done here. Let's put this baby to bed. We're good. We are absolutely good in this end. Belleville starts getting chippy. Start channeling that old Binghamton enter. Binghamton, their energy. And and Piotrick Dubay and a player start pushing and shoving. Shoving, pushing and sh- shoving. And in comes Dylan McRath. Goes, hey, that's my buddy. You want to go? Just starts throwing hands. One punch and the guy goes down. Dylan McRath is one punch man, apparently. But the center just goes down and crumbles. And camera cuts away. We're going to check on him. Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be all right? And they get him off the ice. But Dylan gets tossed. Dylan McElrath goes not only five minutes for fighting, but 10-minute game misconduct for the aggressor. And Bears fans were up in arms about this. But it was the right call. He was the third man in the fight. If he, if he would have dropped the gloves, if the guy would have came to him and dropped the gloves and they would have fought, Five minutes, five minutes, and away you go. But nope, he was the third man in. Five-minute power play, no release for Belleville with about eight minutes to go. Okay. All right. All right. This is how Vegas went down a few years ago. Stupider things have happened. But the Bears penalty kills doing good. Midway through midway through the power play, Belleville up at the point, fires deflected, scores. As Zach 
Ostapachuk. O S T A P C H U K gets one past. Let's see here. There, this name escapes me. Past Clay Stevenson to make it four <laughs> two. We still got three minutes of power play time left. <laughs> We're gonna be fine, right? Right? But give the Bears credit. They shut down the Sens. And even when they pulled the goaltender with three minutes to go, they did not allow them to get set up or even have a lot of puck position. It was get the puck in the zone, find it, ship it out of the zone. Pass into the zone, pass right back out of the zone. Clock keeps running down. Three, two, one, win. Bears win, beat Belleville on a Saturday afternoon, on a Monday afternoon, four to the final. And good job on the boys. Good job on them for getting a big lead and holding it as as they went as sorry, I gotta click myself for a second. Second, as they had an early start to it, a five minute power play, which didn't really help things. And you know what? It's just it's what you want out of a team. Get up early, keep the lead, and not let your opponents back into the game. And we get the call the next day that Dylan Micklerath was suspended for two games because of what he did. Fair. Two games is fair. Fine. Fine. We'll take it. We'll take it. These are kind of the little things that I get a bit tired that that um, that he does. I mean, yeah, he's a great locker room guy that I keep hearing about. He's real great with this and that, but sometimes you just, you, you got to have a better head with you sometimes. That's the way I'm going to put it. So that's just me. So the bears time to finish up this Canadian road trip as we head to, to Laval to finish this long trip off. And we get news. Washington Capitals. Call up Pietrick Dubay. <laughs> okay. Three of our best scoring options are gone. Three of them. No. No Scarbosa. No Frank. No Dubay. Sutter's banged up. Lucas is injured. Okay. Let's get into this. And I still hear it from Bears fans. No excuses. Next man up. We're the Bears will take care of it. There's no ne- next man up, you morons. We're in Canada. This is aliens. There is no help coming. And yeah, yeah, I, I get it. We've we've played well with what we've got. But just saying next man up is not a magical cure-all for everything. Sometimes there is no next man up. And sometimes these are the facts in front of you. You can't just magically wipe it away and go next man up. No. Sometimes there is no man up. (sighs) End of rant. Let's keep this going. We go to Laval there on a Wednesday night for a healthy crowd. There at Place de Belle who they really show up for any type of hockey that, that gets played there. Whether it's them or the PWHL. They uh they show up for it. 
And this is going to be a tough one. Third game in five days. Missing a lot of your weapons. All right. Let's go see how it goes. And Laval really, really comes out against the guys. The guys, you really felt like like Hershey was missing a lot, was missing their talent. They're trying to go for the hard work mentality. And Laval's gotten a little bit better since we've played them. Played them last. And I know the Bears can take Laval. But this was just a game you just felt like everything on the trip caught trip caught up with them. Power play for the Rocket late, late in the second. Late there in the second. As the Bears... As the Bears try to get a clearing attempt, it bounces. Not able to get it. It goes right to Philippe Mallet, who fires. He scores. Philippe Mallet, former Hershey Bear during the time we don't talk about, gets his 12th of the season, and it's 1-0 Laval. Okay. Okay. All right. Shots are 10-3 near the end of the period. This is not going great. This was going to happen. This was going to happen. couple minutes. Minutes later, puck gets down low. Shot on Shepard. Scramble in front, and Laval scores. Again, Jared Davidson gets his ninth. Lias Anderson gets his 11th. Justin Biron gets his sixth. 2-0 Laval. All right. Okay. This is how it's going to end. Our game, whatever game point streak's going to, well, no, not whatever game point streak. All right. This is how it's going to go down. You know, we've won the road trip. And I'll be fine with this. Into the second we go. The Bears get a power play going as the first unit can't really do anything. And out comes the second unit. And it's really frustrating. Now with no Dubay. No Dubay. You get to get Scarbosa, Dubay, and Frank. They're all missed on that first unit. They are extremely missed. It's just not there. Second unit goes on out. Logan Day over to Miro. Winds, fires, and ping misses it. All right. Back out to the point. Got to the point over Garrett Rowe. Rowe over to Day. Why are there so much freaking passing, you guys? Logan Day over to Miro. Winds, fires, he scores. Ivan Miro Shachinko gets his first goal in Lord knows how long. Miro gets his ninth. Logan Day with his 13th. Rowe with his 10th. And Hershey's on the board with a power play goal. 2-1 Laval. All right. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I, I was ready for this just not to go the Bears' way. That this, this was just where all the recalls and injuries finally catch up with us. And second intermission we go. We listen to... Watch some YouTube stuff. To stuff. And all right, we go back. Turn it back on to the HL TV. And what do you mean the Bears have tied the game? Bogdan Tereniev gets a goal. And ties it. And we're tied at two. All right. And away we go. And absolutely away we go. We're tied. In Laval. For... For whatever reason, we're able to keep it tied as we go into into overtime. All right, we can handle this. We're undefeated in overtime this season. 
Let's get at it. And you know what? You know what? I, I, I never really thought that you could have five minutes of three on three overtime hockey and absolutely nothing happens, but that's exactly what I got. I got my money's worth out of this overtime, but you paid nothing. That's what I got. Skating, missed passes, passes, pucks going into the corner, being dug out, failed two-on-ones, failed clearing attempts, skating back out of the zone, going back in, not liking it, back out of the zone, going back in, maybe we have something, but back out of the zone we go, and oh my god, do something, please, but nothing happens. We go to a shootout. Great. Absolutely great. We go to a shootout. First up, first up for the Bears is LaPierre. This should be a good one. LaPierre goes in, shoots. Nope, nothing. Philippe Mallet. Great. Goes in, comes in, shoots. Denied. All right. Next, Matt Str- Matt Strom. Why are we putting Matt Strom out there? Well, he's done really good in his career. He's one for five. That's 20%. Oh, well, he looks really good in the practice rounds. Their practice. Strom comes in, comes in. Deke's backhands. No. Gee, who didn't see that coming? Over the top comes Emil Heineman. Okay, comes in, comes in. Shoots, saved by Hunter. Up next, Joe Snively. All right, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to save us. Joe comes in, comes in, looks. Then looks back. Actually, no, I, I forgot. I got it wrong. Got it wrong. It was actually Laval Hershey, Laval Hershey, Laval Logan. Millimax comes in, shoots, and he scores. Joe Snively's going to come out there and save it. Now where he wants where comes in, deeks, deeks, backhands, runs out of room, and Laval wins it. And the goaltender hops up and goes, yeah! Woo! Pumping a stick in the air, yeah! And I'm like... Bruh, he ran out of room more than you saved it. Bruh. And you could tell Zach was having none of it. He went, and Laval wins, and the goalie celebrates. He just won game seven of the Stanley Cup. Mm. Love it when we get sassy Zach. But Laval wins in a shootout 3-2. Whatever. Five out of six points on the Canadian road trip and a bunch of call-ups. Fine. I will take it. And it's just, you got to get back home. Back home we go. And the Bears get back home to Giant Center for the first time in three weeks. And we take on our rivals once again. And we'll get to that right after this. All right, Bears fans. We know hockey games travel fast. But DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League, you can score even faster than anything that's happening out there on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Folks, we're in the doldrums of the hockey season, and there's plenty of action for you to bet, for you to bet on whether your team's making a playoff push or they're tanking for better prospects or trying to trade to get a better spot in. You can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. And use and new customers can bet five bucks on the NHL to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only in DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.com slash eligibility for deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL. All rights reserved. And now on with the show. And we're back with the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring this show. So the Bears were back at it on a Friday night. The ever-rare Friday night home game as the Bears were back home to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins round number whatever in this matchup. And I personally love Friday night home games in hockey. It adds a little spice to the the Friday night as well. I'm not saying we should do it all the time, but once of these sprinkled in throughout the schedule is always welcome. So Hershey and Wilkes-Barre go back at it on a Friday. Late arriving crowd there on a Friday night. Lots of cheap knockoff Penguins jerseys. Lots of black and gold there. Lots of people showing up. There's lots of people mixed in with my people. I love it when we get to this time of year. Don't I? <laughs> so, we're about ready to go go at it. And we get more news from the Capitals. Hendrix LaPierre has been called up. Because TJ Oshie got injured. Again. Great. Just great. So there's another weapon gone. Good thing we've got Kevin O'Neill and Tyson Empney coming up from South Carolina. But as Bears fans keep telling me, next man up, we'll be fine. Next man up. Fine. Okay. Well, hopefully Ethan Frank's getting better and he can get back into the lineup. Nope. Ethan's still injured. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Let's just make do with what we got. But Wilkes-Barre's missing some guys as well. Some call-ups up to Pittsburgh. And Alex Nylander's been traded away to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes! We no longer have to deal with them! And I know people remember Alex Nylander. He's the one who scored the overtime game-winning goal that eliminated the Bears from the the 21-22 season. But Hershey went on to win a Calder Cup the next year. Who got the last laugh there? <laughs> so we go at it there in in the first. I have a good amount of Penguins fans around me. But by the way, they're Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Let me just explain to everyone. This is Pittsburgh fans. It's not Wilkes-Barre. They tend to stay up to their own Northwest Corridor. There's a lot of Pittsburgh Penguins fans here. Let me just say that. And, and the Bears get a power play early there in the first. All right, let's see how this power play will look. It doesn't look very good. All right, fine. Wilkes-Barre goes to clear. Clear and chips it up and over. A nice little cluster in center ice. John Gruden gets it. Comes in on a breakaway. Short-handed breakaway. Shoots and he scores. And I get a bunch of woo in my section. And I'm like, all of you sit down. Jonathan Gruden gets his 12th. Rivas 
Anson gets his fifth, and Ryan Shea, fresh off his time up there in Pittsburgh. And it's one nothing Wilkes-Barre. Delightful. Fun. But I'm sure the Bears will be fine. We'll get into this. We, we've gone through worse, haven't we? Isn't that part of the plan, Dutch? We've been fine. And the Bears and the Bears bring the puck up. Matt Strom, Jake Massey gives to Hoffer. Hoffer just skates off the boards, throws one on, on Blomquist, and it goes in! Beats Blomquist's five hole. I think he wants that one back. Ryan Hoffer is third. Massey is seventh. Matt Strom is ninth. And it's 1-1 one, one at the end of one. And all right. This has been a good time so far. Fun little, you know, fun little game so far. Both teams are depleted. And as we got into the second period, um, <laughs> you could really tell both teams were depleted. Because now we're getting into stretch passes, reaching out for sticks. Um, power plays where everybody's just passing to each other. Um, you get into the zone, not a lot of puck protection as the defense gets it and gets it right back out. This is not fun hockey to watch everyone. This is not, this is not a good product we're putting out. And yet this is when most people are showing up because they've heard how good this team is. And we get into the third and it's more of the same. It's really more of the same. This is a slog. This is a really rough game to get through. And lane to the third. Bears get a power play going. There's some good news. Not like we can really do any anything with it. First unit's out there. Snively. Snively throws over to Vecchioni. Over to Presky. Winds. Fires. He scores! Chase Presky! Rifles it! Past Blomquist! He beat him! 2-1 Hershey with less than five minutes to go. Presky gets his sixth. Vecchione is 13th. Joe Snively's 32nd. Power play goal for the Bears. 2-1 Hershey. We're going to beat these guys. We're going to get them. Off comes Blumquist about a minute, minute later. Wilkesbury takes it in, into the zone. Whistle. All right. It's an offside. It's an offside. What do you mean Jimmy Huntington's going off for tripping? No, slashing. What do you mean he's going off for slashing? Power play for Wilkes-Barre. Oh, great. Oh, great. So, all right, I've seen this movie with Wilkes-Barre before. Let's just try and hold him off. Goaltender, goaltender gets pulled. Wilkes-Barre tries to get the, get the puck in. Again, it's six, six on four. Puck leaves his own. Zone a little bit. Wilkesbury dumps it back in. Rybinski gets it over to Strom. Strom flings it down toward the empty net. It's going. It might be. It could be. It is. Matt Strom gets the empty netter to make it 3-1 Hershey. Strom is fourth. Rybinski is sixth. Shorthanded technically. And it's 3-1 Hershey. Some of the Wilkesbury people are starting to get up. Some of the Bears people are starting to get up too. It's a Good, healthy 10 grand at Giant Center. But it's still a power play for Wilkes-Barre. I've seen this movie. It could happen. It really could. Wilkes-Barre gets the, gets the puck back in. Clock ticks down. Less than a minute. Less than a minute to go. Aaron Ness clears the zone. Wilkes-Barre quickly punches it back in. Treniev knocks in a dump and flings it down toward the empty net. And he scores! 
Bogdan Tereniev gets his 7th. Aaron Ness is 15th. 4-1 Hershey. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre. Bears win it. 4-1 the final. As they get on the bus and drive back up 81. And wow. What a game out of the guys. It wasn't pretty. Not by any means. It was ugly. But it was a win. It was a win. And showing that their depth. Their their depth is there. <sighs> wow. This team. This freaking team. Just continues to pull off ways. And just find ways to win amongst all these call-ups and, and injuries. And these will be temporary, Bears fans. Better days will be ahead. But this was the adversity that I was telling all you people about. This was when it was coming. And it's here. And the Bears are battling through it. And they're back at it again on Saturday night as the Bears took on the Rochester Americans. And oh, look, it's February. <laughs> so... The Bears got this great idea that we're going to have this February, sort of a beer fest thing in February. Why don't we do this in October during Oktoberfest? All right, that would make sense. And the Bears are wearing specialty jerseys for this. Wait, what? We're wearing specialty jerseys for this? Okay, well, let's just see what they look like. Oh, my Frank Mathers. Oh, my gosh. They're checkerboard leader hosen. Hosen, red and white checkerboard with fake straps on them that have chocolate accents. And oh look, the socks match the jerseys too with the red and the white squares. Oh my god, these are horrible. Alright, maybe they'll be nice. They'll be nice. We see the back of them as I look on Coco and oh no. Oh no. German type numbers. A chocolate nameplate with white lettering? Ugh. Oh my god. Who thought this up? Who the heck thought this would be a good idea? But also, you combine this with this whole February brew pub crawl thing that happened an hour before the game. So you've already got fans there that are already liquored up before the game even starts. Oh yeah. This is going to go over great. You give them a whole bunch of samples, and you give them burgundy fedoras as they walk around looking like frogs with funny little hats on their heads. And oh, look, the players are wearing the fedoras too. Isn't that cute? Isn't that so cute? You all look like idiots. So they come out for warm-ups, and I see these jerseys, and they hurt my eyes. Because I'm like, my eyes, my, my eyes and my brain are not matching up the colors. And, well, aren't you making a big deal out of this? No, I'm not. Because when I see Hockey Fights Cancer, I understand what the lavender or pink and the chocolate contrast works very well. The ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes, they had a unique design on them, but they had gold and red on them. More holiday colors that, that looked good. I applauded the Bears that for doing something different. This is just off the rails crazy. This is just nuts. And we're go and we're gonna wear these against those beautiful Rochester whites. Really? These were horrible. And yeah, they were game worn. They were auctioned off post game as 
The donations went went to the food went to a food bank, which is good. I got nothing against doing this for charities, but they just looked awful. And oh look, it's Bob Goodman's last game being a linesman. Oh, I'm sorry, lines person. It's still linesman to me, darn it. But good on him. Good on him. Good on him. And there's a lot of people here on a Saturday. A lot of drunk people here on a Saturday. A lot of casual hockey fans here. Gee, I really hope there isn't any bad officiating with this game that causes people to really get riled up. He says wearing the sarcasm hat, and no, not one of those stupid fedora hats. <sighs> All right. So I'm off my pedestal. I'm off my high horse. Game gets started, and the Bears just start getting nailed for penalties in the first. Cross-checking, hooking, cross-checking, cross-checking, and hooking. And it's just penalty after penalty after penalty. And yep, some of them are legit, and them were soft. But again, you got 10,000 people there that are well-liquored up and full of food. Who do you think they're going to take it out on? And, and poor Dennis. He had to be the PA announcer for tonight, and everybody's shooting the messenger. Hershey penalty to Joe Snively. Two minutes for cross-checking. Time of the penalty, 15:46. Boo! Hershey Bears penalty, Aaron Ness. Two minutes for hooking. Time of the penalty, 12:56. Boo! Uh, Bear, Bears penalty for Henrik Rybinski. Two minutes for hooking. Time of the penalty, 17:26. Boo! This man! If I'm Dennis, I'm just going, yeah, the entire time. But five on three for for Rochester. I'm there getting some ice cream there at the other end of 201. I really hope they work off this five. This five on three. Rochester works it down low. Brett Murray to Jops. Jops shot. Rebound scores. Isaac Rosen gets a rebound on a five on three. Mason Jops gets his 19th. And Captain Brett Murray. Murray, what are you doing? The ceiling needs painting. Makes it one nothing. Five on three power play goal. And boy, everyone's pissed off. Oh boy. And what do they do? They go get more beer. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Into the second we go. Second we go. I got unruly kids in my section. I got drunken idiot idiots here. I got kids dancing in the stairway. I tell them to move... Because we can't see, and I'm the bad guy for doing this. Kids continue to still get up and go. My one friend says something. Please move. Please sit down, please. And we're the bad guys. Control your kids, people. The hockey game is not a daycare. Just so you can sit there and eat popcorn. Hockey games are not daycare, people. Just saying. Anyway, end of rant. End of the second... Second we go, Bears trying to press back, already getting eight shots in early early in the period. Chase Presky throws it down low. Trenier from a sharp angle, he scores! Picks the corner on, wait, that's not Malcolm Subban. On Devon Levy, we get the attack on Titan goalie. Sabres prospect, Devin Levi. And Levi's trying to argue, no, 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 the net was off. I pushed off of it and it came off. Before the puck went in, no goal. Rest went to take a look at it. It's still good. Still a goal. Goal. Because if he pushed it off as it was going in, in the act of shooting, it counts. That's how the New York Rangers got their OT goal in the stadium series. And we're tied at one. 
And the Bears just go after Devin Levi and put 22 shots on him in the period. But these weren't like, oh, well, well, scramble in front, lots of shots in on Devin Levi. It was a lot of safe shots because we just don't, we, we don't have the talent with guys getting called up and everything. Ethan's still not back. So a lot of these were safe shots in the second. And it's still 1-1. Penalties are still getting called. Fans are still booing. In fact, in fact, the Bears got a full-blown, well, Rochester got a full two-minute five-on-three power play because Joe Snively went off for a hook and Coach, I think, got teed up for arguing with the call on sportsmanlike conduct from the bench. But the Bears are able to kill it off and they get some power plays of their own heading heading into the third to kind of make up for it. This was a very penalty-filled game. Late into the third, less than a minute to go. Mason Jobs gets off for, for holding. Holding. Ten seconds to go. Back out to the point. Joe Snively. Snively at the point. Come on, guys. Eight, seven. Over to Presky. Presky. Over to jo- Joe. Wines fires. Scrambled from the goal crease. Poked down and it's in. It's in. The Bears score with two seconds left in the game. They did it. They, they, it gets waved off. It gets waved off. The ref's right there. Over the goal. No, no. All right, we go to the replay. Did he have it? The puck was standing there. Levi was down, lays back down. There was some poking and the puck came loose and the bear slapped it in. He lost sight of the puck. Lost sight of the puck and intent to blow. Oh, no. It's the right call. It's the right call. Fans don't want to hear that. They're booing. Middle fingers. Thank God we don't throw beers on the ice anymore. Well, back in the old barn, there would have been just, ah, shut up. We go to overtime. Four on three power play for the Bears. And it's exactly what you think it is. More passing. Can't get into the zone. It's a four on freaking three. I'd kill for Ethan Frank right now. Now, but the Bears get it in. Power plays winding down. Back out to the point. Joe Snively winds, fires. Jake Presky with a second shot. Lamos rebound. Slaps it out. They score. Alex Lamos and his beautiful errors ended the game. Devin Levi doesn't even argue it. And the Bears in their stupid leader hose in jerseys get the win. Take both games at home. Bears win it. 2-1 the final. Oh, my goodness. Alex Lamos gets his 15th. Chase Presky's 23rd. Joe Snively's 33rd. And Bears win it somehow, despite everything going on with this team. Just still freaking win. Who cares if the Milwaukee Admirals have a 19-game winning streak? The Bears are still sitting at the Kings of the Mountain. Unfricking real with this team. That was a lot of games to cover. That was five games. And, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take nine out of ten points with everything that's been going on with this team. And the Bears get a week off, a chance to heal, a chance to rest up. Anthony Wathena went down with an injury. Let's hope that doesn't mean anything. And as my one friend said in our little group chat, 
This is why you don't get so excited over a team early in the season. Call-ups and injuries are always going to play a factor in it. And you got to see how a team is going gonna, is gonna to respond to it. And while the Bears are doing just that, they're doing great. We got to work through it because Frank's going to get better. The Capitals will eventually get healthy. Scarbosa will be sent down sometime, maybe before the postseason, maybe not. But he's doing rather well at the Capitals. I don't know if we see him again. Dubay's up there. I know they want to give him a chance for all the good play that he's been having. And depending on where the Capitals end up, we still got a trade deadline to get through in about two weeks. I'd be keeping an eye out on the standing on the standings to see what the Capitals are going to do. Because Pacioretty could get dealt and they could start calling guys up to give them times to give them looks and give them times and see where they are. This is why we've won 41 games so far in case something like this happens. So the playoff push is on Bears fans. And by the way, our magic number is 13 to clinch a playoff spot. Too soon? Maybe, maybe not. So that'll do it for the Grits and Barrett podcast, everyone. Not going to go over the standings. I've had a, a lot of, taken up a lot of your time with this podcast this week. Nearly an hour long, but we had five games to get through. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to this. Thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring this podcast. And most importantly, thank you to you Bears fans who are listening to this as well. We got more of this stuff coming as we have two games next week against the Utica Comets at home and then on the road to the Phantoms for an ever-rare 3.05 start there at the Electrodrome. And then the following week, it's road trip time once again, boys and girls, as me and the boys are going to head down to Charlotte to see the Bears and, who knows, set up for a future Tales from the Road. But we'll get to that in the summertime. But I'll see all of you next week. And until next time... Go Bears, and I'll see you at Giant Center. Go Bears. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.